Welcome back, Radio Entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes. Excited to be back with you again, filling in for Jeffrey Davis. I'm also excited to introduce our next guest, Will McKissick, uh, Chief Strategy Officer at MePRISM. Welcome, Will. Uh, Nathan, thanks so much. Great to be here. Uh, really appreciate you having me on. The pleasure is all mine. Why don't you start by giving a quick overview about MePRISM? Tell us uh, what the company's about. Sure. So MePRISM is a technology startup that is helping consumers to access and participate in the data economy. So our technology allows any consumer to download and secure their personal data, explore that data, and monetize it themselves. So uh, in essence, what we're doing is helping people uh, the, the same way that you store your cash and other assets in a bank or with uh, your financial advisor, uh, that's what we're trying to help you do with this asset that uh, most people have that they don't realize that they have, which is that their, their data. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you, once you have your data, uh, you may want to explore it. We have tools that allow you to do that. You may want to protect, uh, excuse me, protect it. Uh, we have tools that allow you to do that. And finally, you may want to monetize it yourself and uh, we can help you do that too. Interesting. Definitely uh, something that I think a lot of people have thought about, you know, in this modern era where what's going on with their data, how vulnerable their data is, how exposed they are, et cetera. Um, so really interesting. And there's a few different pieces that I think we'd love to talk about more. Um, the first being, you know, how do you guys secure that data? How do you, uh, you know, get, uh, get everyone's data, I guess is, is the question. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, so all consumers in California and Europe currently have the right to access a copy of their data uh, from, from any, any company that, that, that collects it. Mm-hmm. They also have the right to ask that company that, uh, to delete it, uh, to, uh, to stop tracking them and to stop selling their data. So they have these rights, but um, practically it's really hard to exercise those rights because you don't necessarily always know which companies are collecting your data. You know, we, we, we hear about the big tech companies, but there's actually thousands and thousands of data brokers out there that you, you or I have really never heard of, probably never interacted with that are also buying and selling our data uh, and, you know, exposing us to um, privacy risks. And so what our technology does is it allows consumers to exercise those rights uh, under the law. So it's, 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 it's actually something that most people don't know. If you go to Facebook and dig through all their different privacy pages and uh, find the correct link and request a copy, there, there is a button that says mm-hmm. request a copy of my data. So any consumer can do that. Uh, but what our technology does is kind of cuts through all the BS, allows you to just sign in your Facebook account and we go through that, the rest of that process that I described for you, collects that file, stores it in your account, and then uh, shows you insights related to that so that you can actually understand what it is. Um, that's, that's another one of the problems with the way the data economy is currently set up that I think hasn't been fully addressed yet is that uh, consumers have the right to ask for a copy of their data, but there's no rules around what that data has to look like when a company sends it to them. So I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm not very familiar with looking at uh, lines and lines of code and JSON files. And right. so for the, average, for the average person, if they get that file, 
that could be the most valuable, one of the most valuable files on the internet about them. Mm. Uh, but they may not actually be able to do anything with it unless they have a technology solution to translate it into uh, kind of more human readable terms. So um, yeah, that's, that, that's another thing that we're doing, but, but, but basically the technology just um, uh, allows you to exercise the rights that you already have, but helps you do it at scale with um, a multitude of different companies and then actually do something with that data once you have it. Yeah, I'd love to dive into that that second half of it. Um, what can be done with it? I know you mentioned uh, monetize it. Sounds very interesting. I think everybody you know knows that their data is out there. Uh, most people don't realize, I guess, that that there seems to be an, an avenue at which you can you can monetize it. Um, why don't we talk about maybe that? Um, and I'd love to just hear a little bit about, um, you know, is there a cost for the users? You know, where does um, things like that come into play? Sure, sure. So uh, I think, like you said, one of the things that we hear about all the time is how valuable data is. There's one extremely popular article written uh, by The Economist that said data is the new oil. But <laughs> none of us are actually seeing the the uh, profit associated with that that that, right. that digital asset. Um, so it's 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 actually a lot simpler than it sounds. So right now, companies go to any other big tech company or data broker that's collecting data about us when they need to buy or use our data for some reason. So if they want to use my data to personalize an ad to me or um, uh, to send me an email campaign, marketing campaign, or maybe they want to uh, do some consumer, you know, broader consumer research and see what sorts of products are popular among people in my demographic. They'll go to a data broker or to uh, Google or Facebook and buy my data from those companies. So, uh, when with consumers in control of their data it doesn't eliminate the need for companies to use data. It just changes where they would access that data from. Mm. So as a consumer in control, having protected myself from uh, those other companies collecting and storing my data and now owning my data myself, if a company, if a business wants to buy my data, they have to buy it from me. Uh, and, and not only is our technology created that that reality for companies there's there's a lot of other both regulatory uh and changes have other changes happening in the data economy right now that are forcing companies to actually go directly to consumers to collect data Makes rather sense. than going to the companies so um i mentioned cpra gdpr um so california and europe but then also uh i think we all saw facebook's uh, stock price tank the last couple of weeks, uh, largely related to iOS's uh, privacy changes. Mm. So now for, for a company like Facebook, uh, if they want to be able to get the same level of granularity of data, um, they'd actually need to be getting it from you or, you or me. Um, so that's, that's the, the, what the uh, data marketplace does in, in our app is it, it's a place for companies to just ask consumers directly for permission to use their data and incentivize them through either 
uh, paying them is kind of the main, the main way or, or uh, other, other sorts of incentive programs like a gift card or, um, uh, 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 personalization, uh, through their, their product. So, Makes sense. um, yeah, that's how it would work. You'd go to the uh, marketplace in our app, uh, you'd review which companies are bidding for your data and you'd either accept or deny that bid based on how much they're offering you and what they're saying they want to do with your data. So, uh, it, it's seems, seems complex, but, uh, it's 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 actually pretty straightforward once you're once you're in. Oh, I'm sure that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm sure a lot of these big companies, you know, they may not be going out there saying, "Hey, I want specifically Nathan's, you know, my data," but they might say, um, "You know, we've got uh, you know X amount of budget per per individual, and you know, if they can get that at at a reasonable rate, then they will." That's right. That's so right. where do you guys fit into that? Um, you know, is where does uh, where does Me Prism make their make your profit? Yeah, so I think one of the things that's really important to us as a company was developing a business model that was compatible and aligned with consumer interests. Uh, I think one of the main issues with the data economy in the way that it's set up now is that the incentives are misaligned where companies want to get our attention, keep our attention, and basically yeah. sell that attention as much as they can just because that's how the business models are built. So for us, uh, the app is free. Any, any American can, uh, and, and, and actually European, oh, as soon as we get approved over there, uh, can download the app, um, no, no questions asked. Um, and then we only profit uh, when consumers profit. So it, when, if a company bids a consumer for their data, that person accepts, we just take a fee uh, for facilitating that transaction. Um, so right now that's that's the, the revenue model is just transaction fees on uh, businesses paying consumers. Interesting. That's, uh, that seems like a good way for people to, um, A, you know, maybe make a tiny bit of extra money. I assume that it's not, you know, millions of dollars that people are making per month on their, uh, on their data, but it's, you know, it's better than the nothing that we're all getting paid right now for our data to be used and yeah, that's um, right. uh, a good way to secure the data as well. Yeah, I, th I think that's right. I, there's uh, uh, some aspect of it is sure. Just making, making some extra money uh, each month. I, I don't think anyone is going to say no to that, but uh, I think the broader, uh, implications are actually even more valuable potentially where right now, if a company is, um, knows that they can get your data from just about anywhere, they don't, they're not really incentivized to protect it or to use it in a way where you would, uh, be, you, you would consent to that, that usage. Um, but in the economy that we're trying to create, where a business has to get permission from a consumer directly you can see how that would change the incentives where companies now saying to themselves, oh boy, if we want access to this data or if we want to pay the lowest price for it, we better use data in a way that's actually improving the customer experience for people. So rather than trying to uh, buy data in order to convince somebody to vote for a certain candidate or to buy a product that they don't actually really want, uh, I think in the world that that we're trying to create, 
companies are purely using data to improve our customer experience, personalize recommendations, and only do it to the extent that 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 we want to. And and so that that control is really the most important thing. Um, because I, one of the examples I always use is how ridiculous it is that uh, Nestle is going to pay the same amount for my data on Facebook as Cambridge Analytica was in the uh, in leading up to the election. Like my data costs the same to both of those companies hmm. because I'm not the one selling it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm the one selling it, I I don't know. I like chocolate. I might give it to Nestle just for free and uh and 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 not think twice about it but then if cambridge analytica wants to buy my data for political influence they're gonna have to pay they're gonna have to pay a pretty makes uh, sense, yeah. money for that so uh it it it, it just creates a uh, uh more control for consumers and i think better incentives for companies well that's great um you know as we get further and further into uh an interconnected world uh, these kinds of things are, are definitely important for consumers to have. Um, I know you mentioned uh, expanding into or trying to get uh, permissions for Europe. Any other uh, things on the horizon for me, Prism, you want to talk about before we wrap up here? As a company, yeah, we're, we're actually investing uh, a lot right now into uh, new product development, which would help uh, consumers delete their data from all of the 5,000 data brokers uh, uh, servers that I mentioned. Um, we are uh, actually pursuing a, a blockchain solution for that. So um, the way that would work is a consumer puts whatever information on uh, our platform that they want to protect. So maybe it's just their name and their email address or um, their phone number. And we would hash that put it on the blockchain, then if a company wants to access that uh, information or wants to contact that phone number or send an email to that email, because you know we all hate spam, uh, they would need to uh, check to see if they have permission to use that information. If they do, great. If you've given, if you've given them explicit permission to use it, you'd be able, they would be able to uh, you know, give you a phone call or, or right. send you an email. But uh, if you have not explicitly given them permission, they the, the hash would, ret would return a, a, a do not call. So it's basically a do not call list for the modern day internet. Um, Makes I sense. think we, we uh, I was pretty young when the do not call list came out and I think it was a fantastic idea, but I, I, I can tell you, I still get a lot of spam. So whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever uh, is 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 uh, whatever was built originally, I think uh, could just be updated to um, fulfill the needs of of kind of the the, the modern uh, consumer on the internet, and and that's what we're trying to go out go out and do. We haven't picked a name yet, though. So if if uh, if you have any ideas, or if your listeners have any ideas, we've come up with the. I, we don't want to just say the do not call list. We've come up with the do right. not know list or the delete me list or anyway, <laughs> if anyone has any brilliant ideas about names, uh, uh, please let us know. Well, that's a great segue to uh, what we always like to ask at the end, which is if listeners or viewers do want to get in touch with you, I guess, whether it be to give you guys a good name for uh, the product, or maybe it's just to uh, find out more about me prism to uh, find out how they can secure their data and monetize it, et cetera. Uh, what are the best ways for them to do so? 
Sure. Uh, I think uh, I I always love to talk to consumers and 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 users of the product. So anyone can email me at will at meprism.com. Uh, I I always am, am interested in either positive or negative feedback. We want to you know continue improving the product as much as possible because you know, we're still a pretty young company and there are going to be things that uh, we continue to improve on. So will at meprism.com. Uh, you can follow our social channels. It's uh, just me prism on, on just about everything. Um, we're actually coming out with a new podcast. So if you go to our YouTube channel, you can learn more about uh, some of the uh, issues related to data brokering, um, uh, big tech companies and how to control and monetize your own data. Uh, and then finally, I would just encourage people to check out the app and see what they think. Great. Appreciate you joining today. Uh, it was great talking to you. Will. Yeah, Nathan, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Week, excuse me, <laughs> weekend. <laughs> Clearly, uh, Tuesday. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Uh, just to remind everyone, this was Will McKissick, uh, Chief Strategy Officer at MePrism, and uh, you can find us Radio Entrepreneurs on Facebook, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn. YouTube, and of course, radioentrepreneurs.com. I want to thank all our listeners. We'll be back with more after this.